0: Josh Taylor here from Canine Education. Hope all is well. Uh, listen, this episode, episode two, very excited. We're going to be talking about pulling. Some of the things that you could be doing uh, right now to start changing uh, that mindset, that 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 difficulty that you're having at home. Um, you know, whether you're trying to jog, whether you're trying to just simply go down the street without your dog pulling. There's a lot of dynamics to the pulling. I mean. The dog could be just pulling in general. Your dog could be, uh, you know, only reactive towards certain things. Uh, I said in the first episode that, you know, one of our most common or most popular programs is what we call the leash reactivity course. It's a group class. We go to random places um, and we get them to come out of their comfort zone. I mean, a big piece of getting your dog to walk properly is all about. Comfort your comfort levels. I see it all the time. My dog pulls. So I go out at two o'clock in the morning, you know, or or my dog pulls. So I I go, you know, before everyone wakes up, I go at like 5am or whatever. I understand and I get it. But the idea of doing that, what you're doing really is no learning is happening, especially if it's based off of reactivity. If your dog is just pulling in general i mean it doesn't really matter what time you go out right your dog's still pulling Uh, but it probably makes it you know even more complicated if it happens to be um, you know when dogs are you know other people are walking their dogs or whatever and you know one other thing too don't be so hard on yourself you know how many times a day people tell me i look at all these other people walking their dogs and they're all well behaved well, I don't know what to tell you. Clearly something's going on because every dog that you see is well behaved, but yet all I see is, you know, dogs who are not well behaved. So trust me, okay, you're not alone. All right? Yes, it's what I do. I see them every day, but I promise you, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. So here's here's I'd say the big key. Just this alone is going to help you tremendously. When it comes to your walking with the dog, it is imperative that you have two separate walks. So that doesn't mean that you have to do half an hour, half an hour, anything like that. All I need is five minutes. Five minutes of proper walking, okay? And then the other 25 minutes, you could do whatever you like. But the idea is, or whatever length of time you you walk your dog the point of this of what i'm trying to say here is that five minutes is more than enough a couple of times a day if you like to get your dog to start walking properly but you know what everyone does everyone tries to get their dog to walk properly at the wrong times they try to do it when you know 20 minutes before their conference call or 10 minutes before work starts um I just want my dog to peer poo. I, I don't want them necessarily to have to walk by my side right now, but I don't want them pulling. Uh, you know, they, they always, you know, People always pick the wrong times. And this is very common, okay? You're going to take five minutes, and you're going to just hear me out, all right? You're going to walk outside with your dog, <laughs> and for five minutes, you're not going to do anything when the leash goes tight. So what that means is that I bring, let's just use my dog, for example, I bring Diamond outside. The moment that Diamond goes to the end of the leash and pulls, you're going to stop moving. You can talk to your dog if you like, but the idea here is that you're going to stop moving. And the moment that your dog starts to say, okay, what's going on here, looks back at you or if you happen to just be talking to your dog and your dog looks back at you and the leash is loose, you're allowed to start walking again. (laughs) And this is why you're only doing five minutes because I know what you're gonna say, Josh, I'm gonna be in front of my house for the full five minutes. Exactly, because we do not care about destination. You wanna know how, how it remains sustainable? Because at the end of the day, dog training is about sustainability. So how can I make you do this and succeed without giving up or throwing the towel, throwing the towel in, right? It's all about sustainability. So for those five minutes, you're going to be mentally prepared to do absolutely nothing. (laughs) Okay. So we go outside, uh, have diamond next to me or in front of me already. She's already at the end of the leash. She's pulling. I'm going to stand there. I'm going to wait. I'm going to, you know, diamond, you're Okay. Then the moment Diamond looks back at me, the moment the leash goes loose, I want you to start walking again. You can even tell her, like, let's walk every time the leash goes loose. Okay. Every time it goes tight, you're not moving again. Okay. The whole plan here. Okay. Ideally, by the way, it would be nice if you don't talk to them. All right. Like when the leash is tight. Just my own personal preference. But you could talk to them. Okay. Do whatever is going to be whatever is going to keep your sanity going for those five minutes so whether you're talking whether you're not talking it doesn't matter you do you but all i really care about is that if that leash goes tight you stop and we call this very famous you know uh, uh, strategy which is red light green light red light means the leash is tight green light means the leash is loose and you can start moving again so green light means go red light means no. All right. So when we are on this five minute journey, which is going to be in front of your house, pretty much leash goes tight. We stop. And by the way, when we're doing this, let's not necessarily choose to go out when there's 50 other people walking their dogs. I'm not saying that you have to go out at 3am like you normally do. Okay. I'm just saying that uh, don't pick that prime time because right now we don't, we're, we're not really focusing on other distractions. If you just have difficulty with distractions, maybe start walking in the driveway. That's your, that's your five-minute interval system that you're going to be doing here. Red light, green light in the driveway. So the whole plan here is that we're trying to convince the child, our dog, the child, That every time you pull, every time there's tension, whether it's harness, collar, uh, gentle leader, whatever products you're using, the moment the leash goes tight, we're not moving. And the idea here is not only are we cognitively trying to get our dog to problem solve, which is why I like to not talk necessarily in these scenarios, um, but... They're really to show them that you mean business, and what I mean by you mean business in the sense that we are not going to um, break those 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 rules, right? See, the, the the concept here, as simple as it sounds, the reverse is even more simple. It's the more I pull, I get to go see. So, if our dog is pulling across the street to go see our friend and most very common and people will say like oh my dog is friendly he just wants to say hi is it okay while they're getting yanked and people will say yeah okay sure fine and then you know the the little they get together and everything's fine and then of course there's less pulling right but the problem here is that you're just creating more problems okay because now the dog is associating the more i pull the more tight it feels the more likely I am to get what I want. All right. Dogs are so logical. Okay. They're they're It's, it's instinctual logic, but it's nonetheless, it's logic. Okay. So red light, green light, this is our main game plan that we're trying to create here. Okay. Now, when we graduate from the driveway, let's say we can get into other things. All right. like starting positions we could even get into heel right now i'm giving you the bare essentials here you know just to get by so that you're able to start the process okay and my my uh, lucky number is three and what i mean by that is i love doing these training techniques three times a day Um, five minutes max so you're doing essentially three sets of five minutes And again, the whole plan here is leash goes tight. It's a red light, leash is loose, green light, we get get to move forward. And it's very, very normal that you'll be taking one step and then stopping because the leash is tight, okay? This is the game plan, all right? Now, to go along with the red light, green light, uh, to get into a little bit of starting positions. So when it comes to that starting position, what I love is having my dog sitting next to me, left or right. You choose. All right. I usually use the left. It's just habituated. Okay. That the, the left side is where I do things. So I have my dog on the left side. I'm always giving them an off cue to either like, let's go, let's walk, or I'm implementing heel. Now I don't want to get too complicated right now, so we're not. We're gonna we're gonna forget about heel right now. Okay, we can we can save that. All right, whether it's a, a follow up podcast or whatever. Okay, but right now we're just focusing on that red light green light. And now we're talking about the starting position. Um, what's important about this red light green and light starting position? Okay, is when you are giving them that off cue, or you're saying like, "Let's go, let's walk." you cannot let them pull you to pee or poo. Okay. Everyone talks about how they want a dog who doesn't pull, but yet the dog pulls them to go do their business. Now, listen, first thing in the morning. Okay, fine. You know, I get it. I get it. They got to go. I I understand that. All right. Um, We're not trying to be cruel here. We're just trying to get them to understand that you can't pull me. So hence If you open that door and your dog takes off, you're holding that leash and you're waiting for it to go loose or because you haven't even exited the house yet, you could bring them back over to your side. Now, obviously, just for the record here, I'm not talking about like a two month old puppy here. (laughs) Okay, it's a little different. All right, when they wake up, they really got to go and they got to go now. So I'm really talking more about adolescence, you know, six months plus, let's just say, just, just, just to, you know, keep it nice and rounded. And so six months plus, um, this is, this is really, really important. Okay. Because I see this so much where the dog is pulling them and it's acceptable now. Oh, well, my dog's got to use the the bathroom. I totally get that. I totally get that, but I'm not going to break down my door if my child is in the bathroom taking a pee, okay? Um, Okay, I will try my best to hold it in. So point being here, all right, is you want them to learn this proper etiquette. And when you're doing this five-minute game, okay, I'm not saying that when you're not doing the five-minute game that they have the carte blanche to pull you, but what I'm saying is even if in the interim, all the other walks, when you're not doing your three uh, three sets of five minutes for the red light, green light, even if they are pulling you and you're having a hard time, I totally understand. But just remember that we're building that, that red light, green light. We're building the habit that we're looking for. People will usually say like, oh, but like if I don't do it, like the whole walk, isn't this going to make the the process more difficult? Uh, Yeah, sure. It's definitely going to make the process more difficult. It's definitely going to um, take a little bit longer, but it's sustainable, right? I can go on a calorie deficit, a ridiculous deficit and lose a lot of weight real quick. But is it sustainable? I can go on a special diet but am I do I like the diet am I going to be able to you know or is the weight just going to come back i mean it's it, it's honestly a lot like that okay it's got to be sustainable so you have to understand that it's not going to work right away and you're not going to have the perfect dog and you're going to compromise and this is years of me not saying the right the right things by the way so this was me I could tell you this, especially before having kids. My goodness, I would be like, "Yeah, you just do like an hour and a half a day, do this and do that. You know, it should be fine. You'll have time." No, <laughs> um, my gosh. Now it's totally different. Like I understand, I, I I feel for my my clients. I feel what they go through, whether they have children or not, and whether they just work a lot. It's a lot cha- a lot more challenging to to be able to do you know, an hour of training. This is why little is better. You, you, you don't risk overstimulation. Um, a little, a little is more I'm telling you. So don't stress so much about the interim of, Oh, but he's pulling right now. Look, I'm not saying you can't be ambitious and you can't work a little bit of the red light, green light when you're doing your other walks where it's just like, you know, the carte blanche kind of thing. But the idea here is that it's sustainable for you and that you're showing the dog that you're showing your dog that you are not going to cave in. You're not. I always say this and this is out of love. Okay, this is this is honestly out of love. (laughs) Dogs are two things. Okay, they're master manipulators and they're mathematicians. All right. They will count how many times until you break. And they will get into this pattern. Dogs are great in, with patterns. You know, just like how every time you grab the leash, they know it means outside, walk, right? Just like when you grab your car keys, they know you're leaving. I mean, it, it, they are adept when it comes to patterns. So mathematicians, okay? And then master manipula- manipulators because, I mean, in, in, in that same sense of them, you know, being masters when it comes to, to patterns and so on, when they start noticing that they pull and they get to the destination or they get what they want, then they will keep doing it. They will take that every time. So it's so important that you, you work on these things that you work on uh, uh, a couple of times a day, just for a few minutes, five minutes is my, is, is a, is a good number. Um, my lucky number three times a day, and you're trying to hyper-focus on what you're looking for with little to no distractions. Then you start to increase distractions. Now, just for the record, I'm simply talking about dogs who pull. I am not talking about dogs who are reactive, who lunge, who are maybe not so friendly, who are what I call naughty, but nice, which is friendly, but pulling to go see something. I'm talking about dogs where you go outside, there could be nothing around and you're just dealing with pulling because there's a lot more things that come into play when you're dealing with forms of reactivity. So I don't, you know, I, I I'm sure, uh, other, you know, people who hear this are going to be saying, what about so-and-so or what about like, why didn't he talk about like, you know, if there's another dog across the street or whatever, I just want to start getting into the basics. All right. And uh, we're going to have continuations and follow-ups with the episodes where we, you know, we're going to have an episode on reactivity, fear management, things that are particular, that of course caused some of these obedience things to to happen like the pulling and so on and so forth. But I'm just really talking about the sheer obedience side of it. Okay. Um, so very raw, just obedience. Um, so the red light, green light is a phenomenal strategy. Um, and I'm telling you now, if you focus on doing this, when have the time for those five minutes, you are gonna notice tremendous results within a couple of weeks. Yes, within a couple of weeks. Okay, it is not you know after night or whatever the expression is, <laughs> okay? It, it it takes time and the dog has to build that habit, has to figure out that pattern. And once the dog understands that pattern and says, aha, so I get to my favorite tree by acting a certain way and that equals the reward that I'm looking for okay so a, f- a few things number one we have an email podcast at canineeducation.ca I want you to send me a couple of either short videos pictures or whatever of you trying to do the red light green light And I'm actually going to comment on the next podcast, or even maybe I'll do like a quick little live stream where I comment on some of the videos that you send me. Okay. And I want to, I want to try to help you a little bit with the problems live and really explain to you what you're doing right or wrong so that I can help you. All right. So, and another thing we would love to hear what you want me to talk about. Do you like the tips and tricks? Do you want me to talk more about, you know, personal stories? Um, You know, which I could throw some in there anyways while we're talking about the obedience and so on and so forth. But I want to hear from you. So um, and, you know, just so you know, as I'm getting all the the, our room set up, we will be able to have special guests. So um, I can even with my system, I could even do this over the phone. So if you're interested in talking to me, uh, whether you are simply a dog owner, whether you're um, even a veterinarian or even another dog trainer, and you want to talk and kind of get into some stories about certain things or problems or whatever, I am totally up for this. So I would love to hear from you. um, And please subscribe. Follow us, okay. Give us a rating. Let us know uh, how we're doing, and um, I'm looking forward to um, uh, seeing some of those videos. So again, CE Podcast at CanineEducation.ca. All right, all right. Thank you very much, and I hope everyone has a wonderful week. And um, looking forward to hearing from you. Thanks a lot.